Miss Philly thing. There's room to grow there. I want to coach someday. Do you love being away from home all the time? Best chance to win in here is with you out there. What the hell am I still chasing this for? So you're just going to give up on your journey? Been in this league for 30 years, and it's like I'm nothing. Look at the start. Do you come to Philly? Your whole world's going to change overnight. I got to work. My mom and my daughter, they mean everything to me. Salary's $900,000. He will call in sick. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. It's the whole world gone crazy. Are you serious? Yeah. It's showtime. One of the most requested movies uh, that we've had in quite some time. I'm a bit surprised by that. A little movie about basketball and Adam Sandler. Combining two of our great passions here at Mad About Movies, it's Hustle on Netflix. I'm your host, Brian Gill. Joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host, Kent Garrison and Richard Barton. This is Mad About Movies. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Boys, how's it going? Good. Um, It's Hustle, not The Hustle, because I watched The Hustle, starring (laughs) Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. Well, this review is going to be weird, but that's fine. I have nothing... Otherwise, mm-hmm. what be else very similar to our heat, the heat episode that we did. Uh, Richard watched mm-hmm. Hustlers starring mm-hmm. Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. I read a couple as well, just for <laughs> research. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like every Tuesday. Just, just for, <laughs> for the articles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on great. an airplane. Yeah, um, obviously. <laughs> just happens for realsies this uh uh, this this has been a very uh a a requested movie like a lot of people want our thoughts on netflix man everyone they they're in a i mean they had a decent day today but like there people are down on netflix because they're losing subscribers but guess what everyone sees movies that Mm -hmm. are on netflix that reaches america like nothing in the world like nothing else so it's It's a crazy uh, thing um good place to have your stuff distributed turns out right right it turns out um when every single household has your service it's <laughs> yeah it, mostly it, unpaid uh, but still <laughs> right right it, it tends to work out um it kind of goes to my point i think we've, we've talked to the streaming wars forever and ever and ever on this show and it's my thing has always been like eventually netflix probably and i, I mean we maybe are seeing it right now but eventually Netflix will probably lose some of its cachet, will lose its market hold, et cetera, et cetera. But it has the advantage of being first, essentially. And that has been a huge thing. It's it's synonymous with streaming. You know, you you think of Netflix really before you think of pretty much everything else, I think, sure. for, for a lot of people. And um, a little bit, I think some of that has borne out here. So th- what's interesting to me with this has been, um, and uh, I'm going to throw, I'm going to go to you first, Kent, here, and just kind of get some general thoughts. But what the the experience that I had with this was this movie's been out for I don't know four or six weeks something like that, um, and I knew we were gonna do an episode at some point, so I had just been kind of putting it off. I was like, I'm not gonna watch it until it's it's closer to that episode. I had so many people in my in my real life, not I mean, and in, in the Discord as well, our listeners and things like that. But like in my real life, I had so many people asking me and then asking my wife too, like, Hey, has Brian seen hustle? Do you know, what does he think about hustle? All this. It was a very strange experience because 
I got to a place, Kent, and I don't know if it was the same I think it's you. because you host a movie and basketball podcast. Yeah, I know, I, I know. It's and a Fat Joe podcast. <laughs> right, yeah. Yes. Fat Joe, uh, all the platinum plaques you have yeah. around. Lean back, shout out, <laughs> Lean Back podcast. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I think part of it, what, 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 I, what I found myself in was like, um, is it actually, is this movie actually good or is it just not Hubie Halloween and everybody is rooting for Adam Sandler? Cause his, <laughs> his Q rating is just off the charts. And so I kind of got to a place where I was like, I'm, I'm almost expecting it not to be good because I just think people are just happy that he's doing a movie. That's not the worst thing they saw this year. But, um, I don't know. Can't, do you have any, mm. did you have any, any feelings like that? Did you watch this earlier or is this a, was this a recent viewing? And- I watched this, um, Around the time that it came out and did it on Weekly Recommends at the end of an episode a couple of weeks ago and was just saying that you guys would love this. This is the most Mm -hmm. Richard and Brian movie that we've maybe ever talked about that's not a throwback conversation. And I was really excited to to hear your thoughts on it because Mm -hmm. I just love – not only do we love Sandler – and uh, kind of what he brings, but the the basketball side of Sandler, which is kind of touched on in Uncut Gems, uh, is so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. How you always see him pop up at some park in, in a polo shirt and, and shorts <laughs> and playing basketball with people. Mm-hmm. And I, I always thought, you know, if you can bottle that energy somehow into a movie, that that would be pretty interesting. And that seems like exactly what they did. I mean he has a scene where he goes to a park in a a polo shirt to play basketball because he wants to get away and go shoot some hoops, you know? Um, And you get Mm -hmm, a guy mm -hmm. directing this. That's a documentary, primarily a documentary guy. So it kind of has that feel to it. I I think uh, this hit like the, the mark that I wanted it to hit. Like when, when you see the poster in the trailer, you're like, okay, there there's, there's an energy that if they capture it, it could be really special. And, and I think they did that. And I'm really excited to hear your guys' thoughts on this one. Sure. Let's go to you, Arby. What's uh what was your experience with this, general thoughts, et cetera? Very interested in 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 this. I'm I also, you know, Brian and I play a lot of pickup basketball. I'm interested in obviously in the NBA. This was like a COVID movie at the time, so it was mm-hmm. the production of it was inherently interesting. Weirdly enough, they shot half this movie in my mom's high school, <laughs> which is weird. Coatesville Whoa, High School, really? shout out. That's yeah, <laughs> that's her high school gym, uh, which I didn't know. Wow, after. I was like, yeah. that looks just like the, our gym growing yeah. up. Yeah, similar era. Same layout, yeah. yeah. My mom was like the mm. second or third graduating class from that high school. So um, that's, yeah, shout out to Coatesville, PA. Um, so I had a lot of ties to it. You know, Dirk's in it, Lucas in it, you know, uh, a lot of NBA players. LeBron and Maverick Carter producing this. They've made a lot of interesting content. I think LeBron has done the best job of, you know, every athlete now has their media production company. I think his has probably been the most legitimate um, in actually putting a lot of quality stuff out there, both in, you know, in a lot of different channels and verticals. So, yeah, I I had a good feeling that this would – it seemed like there was a lot of things – preventing this from being awful awful like some of the sandler stuff mm-hmm. um or or i knew what well not so much all like so much of what he does that we say is like bad or whatever is mostly just like for children you know it's like it's like uh slightly pg-13 it's movies for 12 year old boys which is an audience and that's fine but this seemed like okay mm-hmm. they're going after a different target here 
the once I saw the trailer, I was kind of, but it seemed very tropey in the sports movie way in the trailer. And I was like, okay, this is going to be executed well, but it's going to be, you know, a little cringy and, and, uh, you know, paint by numbers. And that's okay. That mm-hmm. keep those numbers keep you from making an F minus, but they also, in my opinion, keep sure. you a lot of times from making an A plus. But I, I don't think I was prepared until I saw it, like how well executed it was in those mm-hmm. paint by numbers. It's it's a it is very tropey and all that stuff, but it, it excels in spite of all that really well and is protected by a lot of that. But I think really is a great uh, you know the sports movie, movie genre is is great. The comedy worked pretty well for me. I, I, the emotional part worked as well as emotions can work on me. And, and, Mm -hmm. uh, Sandler really gives a great, uh, leading performance and the supporting cast, both athlete and non is, is fantastic. So yeah, I, I, this just was really well, I don't mean well done. Like we always say things, but like really well done for what the framing of it was. I thought it was really well executed. So anyway, Brian, over to you and your thoughts. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I, I, you know what you're getting when you watch a sports movie. It's, it's, it's not totally dissimilar to like a, to just a biopic. You, you're, you're almost always going to have these, these particular notes. You're going to hit in this general order, you know, and, um, and it's so, it, in a, in many ways, it's just all about like, well, how, how well do you do the job within, you know, how you, you said it, RB, like how, how well do you paint by, by the numbers once you're, once you're on it, it's it's uh it's hard to do a sports movie that's like truly unique and and different and whatnot. So it really is all about how well do you play it. It's you know it's like seeing a cover band or something at a at a bar. It's like yeah, they sang it well, so you know I'm good with it. It was we had a great time with it. Um, Sandler was great in this. You can I mean. My thing with Sandler, I'm sure I've said it many times on the show before, has 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 long been. I think that he's better than what his his reputation as an actor is, um, and I think that he just is like likes to hang out. We we've all said this. He likes to hang out with his buddies and make a lot of money. And and I also think Same. there's a little bit of like Same. anytime he does step into a dramatic, more dramatic role, if it doesn't get the kind of if it's rejected because he's Adam Sandler, then he's just like, okay, well, I'm going to go make $20 million then. Like that's if y'all, you know, if you don't want to take whatever Spanglish or punch drunk love, or if I'm not going to get the, the, the respect that I deserve for that or, or funny people, gosh, he's so good and funny people. And then fine. Then I'm going to go make a movie with, with, uh, with spade and you know, we'll, we'll live with it. But, um, anyway, like I remember when we saw, was it 2018 when he had the, the Netflix special? Do y'all remember? I can't, I'm yeah, it was uh, 2018. Yep. Okay. I felt like that was a really important moment in his career because it was a, I mean, we've, we've seen a million times comedians that just don't have their fastball anymore. That special came out. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure Richard was the first to see it and, and do a weekly recommend on it. And, and you were, you were spot on her because it was like, this is genuinely funny. Like, this is a very, very, fun, maybe the funniest thing I saw all of that year. And I, and I kind of felt like, okay, so he still has it. It's, it's just, you know, he's not, he's not using it or he's just using it to make the stupidest stuff that he can make. And that's fine. Whatever. He seems content in some ways to be, 
to be doing that. So when you combine that with, with uncut gems and, and, and when I, I, I feel like we're in a space where I'm not sure, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know that this movie could have been made five years ago, 10, six, eight years ago or something like that. It's like, this has been sort of a culmination of building to a point where he's the lead of a movie that is a, I think is an Adam Sandler movie. I don't know that you would call Uncut Gems an Adam Sandler movie. That's a Safdie Brothers movie. But this feels like something that is um, in his wheelhouse without, but it, but it, but so much better than what we've been, we've come to. Does any of this make sense, Ken? Am I just rambling on? Yeah. Just, I think this is the, this is like a moment for him, which I, I'm, I'm all here. I'm, I'm here for is my point. This yeah. brings everything great to the table without, having to have Paul Thomas Anderson or the Safdie brothers do it or get the credit mm, for it. Right. Really. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I know this director, uh, what's his name? Um, I'm still, uh, is Jeremiah Zagar. Yeah. yeah. Zegar, this yeah. is like, I guess his first real big, big thing. So maybe this will lead to some big stuff for him, but Sandler, it, it's so funny that I think, he wasn't he like if I don't get the Oscar for Uncut Gems, I'm gonna make the worst movie you've ever seen. Like, wasn't this like the first thing he did? <laughs> Probably after that, I don't know. I think maybe so. Hubie Halloween might have been been between there, but yeah. I think like yeah. the the run that he had right when he signed with Netflix felt like I've got 20 scripts in my drawer, and <laughs> and um, Netflix is paying me to make it and it doesn't matter what it is. And like once he's run out, run out of those ideas, it feels like he's starting to do some pretty good yeah. stuff. I think pretty much since that stand up special, he did murder mystery, which was that one with, with Aniston that they said it was like the most successful Netflix movie. Yeah. Uh, they're making a sequel. Ever. So I think they're making a sequel. Know. So it was, I, I think I watched that. I don't, I don't remember. No and then does. uncut, uncut gems. And then Hubie Halloween, which I thought was probably the best one of his comedies that he's done on Netflix. I mean, it's got a Halloween twist to it. So, it, you know, can, you can be cheesy in a Halloween movie and it, and it works a lot more, I think. And, uh, and then this, so I think maybe he's out of the, out of the funk. Maybe he is, he said he's doing another Safety brothers movie pretty soon. Yeah. So he's got the spaceman maybe, movie with, uh, what's the nuclear meltdown place in, in the Chernobyl. <laughs> Chernobyl, director of Chernobyl, thank you, is making a movie <laughs> okay. called Spaceman with Sandler too, which could be oh, really wow. interesting. That could be cool. I, I, I mean, Thanks, this movie Appreciate made you. me think, <laughs> seeing him in this, I'm like, man, this guy he might be one of my favorite actors of all time. Like, if he can yeah. keep keep this energy up and, and just bring his authentic self, would still have that humor. Like, this is still funny. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, yeah. that can really work for him. If he if he wants to break out of the Happy Madison, I'm hiring my guy to direct it uh, mm-hmm. mode, yeah. then I think he can have some real success. Yeah, totally. I mean, again, like he's it's not like he's Gary Oldman in this, but it, it I was really impressed with the performance. It wasn't just, man, I love Sandler and I love the NBA and this is fun. It was... He's really going for it here. He's he's doing it's not it's not to the level of uncut gems, but it's it's a in in a lot of ways it's a more accessible high quality performance, I think. And and mm-hmm. I was I was very I was very impressed with it. Um 
And to also, you kind of opened the door on it, Kent. So I, I, you know, we'll go that direction. It, I mean, he loves basketball. <laughs> the number of times I see a, a TikTok or an Instagram reel or something of, of him just pulling up to an LA fitness or whatever and out there schlubbing it up with everybody. I mean, it's, it's a pretty perpetual thing. He loves basketball, loves the, the only frustrating thing is everyone raves about how good he is. And Brian and I would both put 40 up on him. I've so heard that's his thing. Yeah. We, I, we like, would, I could, I'd post him up all day. Safety <laughs> brothers said that when they were pitching him uncut gems, that was his thing. He was like, all right, meet me down at the court. And they were yeah. like playing yeah. basketball as they were pitching him this thing. And he was just like toasting them <laughs> and they were all so tired, yeah. but that's like his, his yeah. way to, to get his brain relaxed and, and uh, yeah. I guess get his creative juices flowing. Good. It's totally. a good, yeah. but it's funny in this movie, Brian, that they pass him off like a college basketball player. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I mean, that's a bit of a, I, I'm not even going to say a hard sell. It is a stretch of reality. You know, it's, it's hard to, to look at him and be like, yeah, that guy played at temple, you know, for, <laughs> for East, John man. Chaney. Like it's, it's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough, that's a tough sell. But, uh, but, but, you know, but at the same time, they do a pretty good job of, of I mean, how freak, how many times have you seen a former pro athlete or college, especially a college athlete, even 20 years after the career ends, you're like, Oh my, like, oof, that's things went that direction. That's tough, man. That's tough. Um, so it's especially fine. Point there's guards. enough. I'm going to assume he was a point guard. Yeah. Yeah. He's a scra- definitely a scrappy point guard for sure. For sure. Uh, maybe, maybe an undersized shooting guard, Richard. I don't know. Uh, that, that could be, be a little bit of it, but, uh, but yeah, like I, he, I think he has a real passion for this. We talk, I say all the time, you know, a passion project is, is a, is a dicey proposition. I felt like this was a smart way to delve into a world that he clearly cares a lot about and really loves, but without overdoing the passion project element of it all. Is that, what do you feel about that? Right. Rich? Is that, am I off base on that? No, not at all. It's not like he, this is a movie about him making the NBA or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. had a little more hop back in not the day. Not a straight you know? comedy either. Sure. Right. right. I, I think this is probably influenced by, and I'm wondering your opinion on this. Is this like the basketball version of Moneyball in a way? This touches on an important dynamic in the NBA, which is going out and recruiting these international players and scouting them, right? Uh, does this shed light on that in the same way like a Moneyball did in like a really convincing, dramatic way? Or were you guys watching this like, that's not how it is at all? No, I didn't have, I mean, a bit with like that, that a person like that would be totally undiscovered when you live in this world where... Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell you there's rankings on not only the best sixth graders in America, but the best, you know, these guys overseas are scooped up just as well. That's not as much of a market inefficiency now that than it was mm-hmm. 15 years ago when it was like, you know, just Donnie Nelson and Kiki Vandergway at a at a gym in, in Bosnia <laughs> right. or something. So but that's fine. That that's something that's totally worth glossing over for the average viewer that only yeah, 5% of your audience is going to like kind of notice the it's not crazy unbelievable but um sure it's not you know, I would say Moneyball which is a great film has much more of a gap where they never mention that they have the three best pitchers in Major League Baseball <laughs> right. Right. and that's kind of also helps <laughs> it's, it's not just Scott Hatterberg so at funny. first 
you can get away with. The Sixers with, had won the title this year, though. It would have been even. It would have been kind of weird, though. <laughs> yeah, but no, totally. But uh, it is funny that 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 movie kind of leaves. Yeah. Oh, there's peace. I love Moneyball so much, and I rewatch that movie constantly, and Same. it it never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> just like no mention of of Zito and Mulder and Hudson. And, uh, Hudson, just like yeah. oh well, they're starting. They're three best starting pitchers, won a hundred games between them. But yeah, it was all Scott Hadford, just <laughs> and the other Deion. So funny, like yeah, great work, Jonah. Um, <laughs> yeah, these guys piece together two runs a game. Now, granted, the ERA <laughs> yeah, was yeah. one point one, so it was fine. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to that level on it. I'm not. I'm much more of a basketball person than a baseball person. But I mean, all those, but. You know, to that movie's credit, so much of that audience doesn't, you know, Sarah loves that movie. Yeah. She doesn't care about, you know, now, right. now if you'd work Barazito in with that acoustic guitar, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm more upset about. Uh, playing Dave Matthews satellite in the locker room while David Justice tries to murder him. I mean, that, that's a plot point we missed out on. Um, he wakes up. <laughs> um, however, yeah, this this does. Yeah, and there's nothing really egregious about this at all, other than yeah, that guy would be he wouldn't be a mystery, but that's okay. You know, there's there's stuff that comes through in the draft, and and as much as the thing that works basketball wise is as much as these guys are known quantities, people still miss constantly in the mm-hmm. draft. So there's that too. It's not like this is a science right. that they really have right. worked out. I like the touching on guys that are just right outside the edge of the combine invite list mm-hmm. and just trying to get get on the combine invite list is a huge deal and can open up such a big door to a career and i oh. I, I liked the element of you know following a scout on the road i thought it was an interesting yeah way totally. to go about this yeah that scout that's life great, in the nba is under yes talked about in all sports mm-hmm. i mean these people totally put their families on hold for almost the entire year to do that and make yeah, I, not yeah. a lot of money <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think, though, there's that, especially for years in baseball, that's changed. But but even football, too, that kind of scout culture is a little more known. But even I, as like a hardcore basketball fan, don't think a lot about advanced scouts or, or talent draft scouts mm-hmm. a lot in basketball. It's kind of all sort of grouped under the front office in this right. generic way, right. whatever that means. But yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. su- super interesting. So best Dirk performance since like Mike, or what do you? The Dirk love in this movie was outstanding. He's in the movie. They're talking about this guy could be the next Dirk. I mean, it's like he's the he's the be all end all of basketball, and that I mean he should be recognized as such. Mo Wagner becoming a bust. I like that too. I like that because Mo Wagner sucks. Can't stand that guy. Luca hates him, so I hate him too. Dirk hated him as well, which is funny because he's from Germany. But uh, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of Dirk love in this. So automatic A plus for me, obviously. Uh, obviously, that's a that's a fair fair play. No, I the I think the other thing they did really well, and this is partly the again kind of my little point of of it's it's very much this is a passion for Sandler, but it's not an over the top passion project. My wife loved this, and she doesn't care at all about sports yeah. or basketball. Mine or anything, too. So, yeah. I think it was it did a great job of accomplishing the same thing that Moneyball does or or really any almost all the best sports movies I think are really human interest stories 
kind of yeah. told through the, the medium with a, of, of with a finite and, outcome. That's what's great yes, about sports yes, is it's this exactly. yeah. arbitrary set of rules that mm-hmm. di- dictate an outcome that's very clear in the nebulous sure. world where everything's gray. And mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, sure. you know, the, the, and the same with movies, right? You have a defined happy ending or sad ending or whatever based on very clear outcomes of games or performances and, and all that. So that, I think that's why mm-hmm. it works for people that yeah. aren't even sports fans. Is this the sure. go-to Sandler performance now for people that aren't sold on Sandler? Because you can either point them to a really niche comedy or a, like a really obscure indie movie. <laughs> so is this like, I don't know. I, I, I hate Adam Sandler. I think this is the movie I would point them to, to be like, oh, go watch Hustle and tell me if you yeah. still hate him, you know? Spanglish. Um, yeah, Spanglish, maybe. <laughs> Maybe I don't think so. I don't think that ever. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this is this probably. is the most accessible of that of yeah. that group of his his best sure. performances. Because funny people, he is yeah. like I said, he's great in funny people. That's a hard movie to watch, and yeah. we are all people who are predisposed to like movies like funny people. You know, so selling that to random coworkers. So yeah, it's your parents or whatever. Or yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a tough sell and uncut gems. I've so many people can, I, I had the same experience. So many people have told me like, man, that was a really good movie that I'll never watch again. It was yeah. just such it's a stress, intense, stressed amount. Yeah. Stressful movie, you know, and it's, it's almost hard to appreciate how good he is in that because of how stressful the movie is. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think this is a, I think this is a different kind of really good performance or a different kind of, of, of highlight performance that he maybe didn't have on, on the resume up to this point. And right and now, and now he does. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a cool, it's a cool thing to, to be able to, and for it to come in a movie that's, that's good too. And, and enjoyable and, and very accessible, I think is, is part of that, that algorithm, part of the process. So it's, you know, it's, it's good. what do you think of Wancho, Kent? Hernan Gomez. The, yeah, the I saw he. Here. I was wondering. I it's a, it, that he was a real player. I didn't I had no idea mm-hmm. he was an actual player. I saw he just got let go. I think this off season. But uh, yeah, he's still a free agent. I'm sure he'll find a spot. Yeah, but uh, I thought he was great. I thought he would. They, he was an actor that was tall that they found is what I thought. I mm-hmm. had no idea that he was a sure. he was a player. So that was cool. Yeah. It was funny to see Kenny Smith play an actual character and then them mm-hmm. have yeah. the actual TNT crew on the, in this without him. So sure. it was just Charles and yeah. Shaq and, and Ernie up there. So yeah, for them to play off, uh, Kenny Smith as his, his friend, he should have just been Kenny Smith and Sandler was just friends with Kenny Smith, you know, mm-hmm. but he plays his, yeah. his agent, uh, <laughs> his friend Leon from back, back in college. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's yeah, a lot of good. heavy He's stuff in dude. this man. And Kenny Smith is like, Doing some mm-hmm. acting, it's uh, kind of funny to see. <laughs> Who was the the standout to you, Brian, of of all the actors, um, of all the players oh, that were in this? Yeah, it's it's Ant, Ant the Ant Man, baby, let's go, Ant Man. Yeah, he's legitimately played a villain. Like that was, it's <laughs> pretty great. It's pretty great. I mean, mine was Jose Calderon, former Mavs great Jose yeah. Calderon. <laughs> yeah. The two players yeah. in sports, I had the same reaction. Same reaction to watching was uh, Josh Allen, his rookie <laughs> year, and Anthony Edwards, his rookie year. Like each of their like second game, 
And I'm out yeah. loud. I was like, I do not know if this guy will be good, but I do know he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I saw Josh yeah. Allen truck a linebacker for really no reason when he could have just, and I was like, this guy rules. <laughs> he might suck, but I love this guy. Yeah. And, and Edwards was yeah. the same way, like just the way he played. And then he also, both of them happened to be great. So that's cool mm-hmm. too. But like, yeah. just that attitude was so, so cool. And you just, there are so few cool yeah, there are so few cool basketball players and, and professional athletes in general. I think so many of them are like, man, that guy's great. But there are. There are so few cool professional athletes, and Anthony Edwards is is cool. Anthony Edwards has uh, that. I mean, he's, he's fun. He, he gives great answers in press conference. You never see that happen anymore. Um, he's, he's a blast. He's, he's super fun. So, yeah, I thought, I thought he was great in this. I did this th- – watching this with Lindsay, I was like, I'm not going to be the person – who's like calling out, Oh, that guy plays for this. Oh, that's a real player. This guy plays for that. But like, cause she doesn't care. She doesn't care. So I'm not gonna, I'm not going to do that. So I just kind of, I, I, I just sat back and, and watched and it, and just kind of waited for her to ask questions. But eventually she was like, so is this guy a, a, a like an actual actor or is he? And I was like, no, he's, he's an NBA player. He's like, he was the first pick in the draft, you know? And she was just like, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it... did Luca not get the role or what? Well, they're filming a lot during and right after the bubble, um, yeah. and so uh, Ant was not otherwise occupied because they were not <laughs> yeah, he was free. <laughs> He's on the Minnesota Timberwolves, so um, a lot of that helped too. I think, yeah. but I, I think I mean, obviously, he's not saying Luca would be nearly as great as he is in that role. Oh, I, but, I I mean Luca for for Bo for Bo, for Bo well. yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm just thinking of of he got game and the fact that that yeah. movie was yeah. made right after Ray Allen entered the league and then Ray Allen became a Hall of Fame player yeah. after that. Right. Like, that's a, such right. a cool thing to yeah. go back and be able to watch and a Hall of Fame tweeter. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe maybe uh, Wancho will end up end up being that, but. Uh, would have been cool to see like a a great player sure. in that in that role. Yeah, uh, but man, is Boban becoming like a, like a movie star? <laughs> Houston Rockets great, Boban. Oh, Mavs Bring great. Him home. Bring him home, Cuban. Um, yeah, the I, I, Boban has like four hundred commercials. He's very he's very recognizable. Um, he's the new my giant guy. A funny person. Yeah, George Mirasan. Yeah, yeah. He. Uh, but I mean, he's he's legitimately funny. I mean, I think he has a really good. <laughs> he's like, I'm 22. It's a good bit. My <laughs> son is 10. His son's like seven foot tall. Yeah, he's a good. He uh, he did, he did quite a good job with that. I told uh, last time I went to a Mavs game, they had you know I think it was maybe the one that you and I went to, Richard. I don't know if I went to one after that, but they had the you know they had the they put the clappers in every seat. Yeah, Mavs played really well. Really showed up. <laughs> we, Richard and I, the Mavs were on this this hot streak before and after we we saw them play, and there was just one dark spot in January or February, whatever it was, and they lost by like thirty five points. And to we, the were, we were there, baby, with great seats and everything. It's like, how did this happen? But uh, uh, now we know. I think cl- Brunson threw it. <laughs> yeah, and that is exactly right. He's he was a Nick all along. Um, the 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 clapper that they had for that game was a Bobon one. I brought it home, gave it to Cooper. He put it on his bulletin board. 
I said something to him. I saw it sitting there maybe two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I forgot to tell you, man, because he doesn't care. He doesn't really care about this. The three NBA players that he knows are Luka, Giannis, and Boban. And uh, I told him, oh, they traded Boban. Hero. They had to do this. Yeah, he's a big hero guy. <laughs> he was furious about the, <laughs> the Boban trade. He was like, well, he said, well, they might not be my favorite team anymore. And I was like, well, geez, like we're going, we're going that deep on, on Boban. Here. I did the same thing when they traded Marquise Daniels for Austin Crozier. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I threw the same fit. So I get it. Why did you, uh, what did you think about uh, the fact that the Sixers seem to be just all in on this? They got Doc in it, half their team, logos. They're annoying if you're a basketball fan like Brian and I, like a diehard, mm-hmm. because they get so. I think, you know, a lot of it's just they're big East Coast city and that helps. But like with not very much success over the last 15 years, they get covered like crazy. But I think they're a really smart organization PR wise. You know, I think their ownership and management is really smart in that takes effort to keep them and an openness to keep them kind of on the forefront of all things NBA, which is Mm -hmm. really annoying when they're like 45 and 38 and losing the first round or whatever. And you go, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I listened to 80 podcasts about them and never heard about (laughs) the team that won the title once. But, um, (laughs) but it, it, when it's something like this, it's to their credit, I think really smart that they like got mm-hmm. in on this and made, you know, what whatever deals had to be made and all that. I think their owners are put it this way, they probably don't pitch uh free agents with cartoons. <laughs> we'll see. It could catch on again. Uh great unis too. Great unis. Yeah, definitely. They do. Great, great. Definitely. Branding. Yeah, I'd be interested to to know if if this was a uh hey, we're writing this movie, we we're gonna focus it on the Sixers, that's gonna you know this or or if it was more of a we have undisclosed we have an NBA team. We're looking for an NBA that, team. That's probably that what it was access. It's usually how it goes. Make yeah. part of it, you know. I yeah. think a lot of it was the production like I said, they shot it in Philly and in Coatesville. That might have mm. been dic- that might have dictated and the NBA was great about, you know, opening it up to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the talent yeah. and the branding and all that, but like it might have been more okay. We're filming it here, so we're going to do Sixers for. I'll have to look mm-hmm. into that more. Sure, yeah, it was it was fun to see uh, see them. Another thing that I thought that was that was very smart in the production of this was, um, and I, this really goes back to a point that I harp on a lot when we talk about sports movies that it's hard to make basketball look good. It's, it baseball and boxing look great because they're one-on-one sports and the directors from South Philly, by the way. So it might've been that. Okay. There we go. So probably went right to him and said, Hey, let's make this, let's make this happen. So good on the Sixers for, for recognizing that that's an opportunity and the NBA too, for being smart. I mean, that's one thing that there's plenty of stuff that Richard and I gripe about Adam silver, the, the commissioner of the NBA and, and the, the issues that we have with him. But, uh, from a marketing branding standpoint, he, you know, he continues to get it. The NBA gets it in a way that that uh, you know, baseball. He did give. Doesn't. I don't know if you saw. It just just came through. He did give everyone that acted in this player wise two years off. Oh, okay, cool. To make cool. up because obviously well, they're player exhausted. Player empowerment, man. Right, That's the only way they're to, exhausted. So to do things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so just Tobias Harris really needs a break after that that one on one showdown with the boa right. constrictor. Uh, no, the, I love. I thought it was a, it was a very smart choice to have so much of this be one-on-one basketball yeah. because it makes the, ca- the it, it the camera work looks yeah. better 
when you are focused on sure, Bo versus point. Kermit or Bo versus whoever is he's matched up against in the the Boa contest or whatever mm-hmm. or um you know the the combine stuff all that stuff looks great and you don't there's only a few moments where you kind of lose the the look and, and kind of feel like this looks cheesy it's very easy yeah. for basketball movies and TV shows to look cheesy in action um fo- having it be one on one so much was was I mean, was really a, a, a stroke of genius, I think, on on this thing. From that point of view, and it and it creates inherent drama, which basketball yes. movies don't always have when it's showing the five on five. So it makes baseball mm-hmm. movies great. It's because you can yep. literally have dialogue scenes between the pitcher and the batter. You know, mm-hmm. it's a little also right. a little unrealistic, but it it works. You have in baseball slow. You get people have get in fights and conversations and use the field and gameplay to set up drama, mm-hmm. and that's hard yeah. to do in basketball with five ten guys flying around setting picks and fluid motion to really talk. But if you, like you said, Ryan, if you break it down to that one-on-one, even Mm -hmm. if it's not hyper-realistic that you would have this in a game, dramatically it works. And it's, Mm -hmm. and it, and then not to mention it looks, it's easier to replicate that with those Mm -hmm. hyper close up basketball wise. So great point. Yep. Training montages looked cool too. Uh, That's also part of the kind of just, Focusing the camera work. I mean, there really were very few moments where I felt like this is, you know, we're drifting into that territory where like that's starting to look cheesy. It's starting to look, you know, like the last dunk that he has in the the scrimmage at the end of that when he yeah. basically takes it coast to coast. That was a moment where you're like, okay, this is, this is look that, that kind of looks like what most basketball movies or TV shows end up looking like um, because it, it kind of loses a bit of the, the scope or the scale of it. But, but those are those are few and far between when you're focused as much as they were here. So I, I love that. That was a really good good thing. Um, I don't know um, what else do we want to touch on here. Queen Latifah was great. It's good to see her getting work. Been a while. Um, that's not. Uh, I do too. Like Queen Latifah quite a bit. I've not seen that Equalizer show at all. But it it when she popped up on screen, it it was like man, it feels like it's been a really long time since I've since I've seen her. So I'm, I was good. To, I was glad to see her getting work, and I thought she was a a, a good counterpart for Sandler. Yeah, agreed. Was. I haven't seen her in forever. Yeah, you watch you you just, you're just saving up all the equalizers on your DVR. <laughs> yeah, is that why you haven't seen yeah. her in a while, Kent? Thirty-seven of them <laughs> booked there. Yeah, just wait. I'm only uh, just Denzel equalizer for me. Really, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I've never seen those. Oh, I'm only CBS's the equalizer. <laughs> yeah. What else, Kent? What else? You got anything else in your notes you want to hit on here? Well, who's your favorite cameo? I mean, that's. That's really it. Besides uh, Dirk and Luca, we got to take those out of the equation. I feel like um, those are yeah, those are hometown heroes for for us. So that's a Alan that's Covert, that's, yeah, Chandler's buddy. Yeah. Is he in it? I don't know. I don't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see him. See him. Yeah. Um, oh man, who was? Really I like good. that they got Seth Curry, but not Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. my least yeah, favorite was Trey Young. Is that cool? Right. Yeah, he kind of took the the movie down a a whole whole letter grade personally. Just being there. I saw cubes uh, like out of focus in the background of the scene. Yeah. So they didn't want He was the super chef Bobby Flay. <laughs> Not only the cubes, but <laughs> Chris Kirk was there. Luca. It was insane. It was almost too much. <laughs> uh, yeah. AI. Anytime you get Iverson, that's a good idea. I think I'm, I'm in. I'm in Iverson should be in more movies. I was hoping that he'd replace if Depp didn't win that lawsuit. 
then <laughs> AI could just be Captain Jack Sparrow from now. <laughs> he's the new Grindelwald. Uh, <laughs> he's got right. I mean, he kind of looks. He's got the goatee. You could put the dreadlocks wig. You know, the 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 Captain Jack wig on on yeah, AI, and we just roll great on. Bit honestly, yeah, I like it. I'm he's got in. the tattoos. Let's make this happen. I'm gonna put in a call to Bob Chapek. Uh, we'll, uh, I'll make this happen. Oh my gosh! Make this happen. Oh, what did y'all think? Did, did the did the end work for you with the 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 way he gets invited to the? Obviously, we're in spoilers, but invited to this last second game. It's gonna potentially this yeah. really is gonna decide what happens for him, and then we get uh, we get we get Sandy getting promoted to the bench, and then walking out onto the floor and seeing seeing his boy Bo Cruz over in a Celtics jersey. Uh, it well, I will tell you, it was not like a full on. Uh, Pixar sob for me, but I, there was, there was a tear in my eye. It was a, it was an appropriate sports tear. I felt like, but what about you? Can't did that work? Yeah. For you? Yeah. I thought that was a great sequence of just kind of walking out on, you know, and dapping up doc and like, let's go, let's do it. You know, mm-hmm. I, him leaving his office and re- reflecting on the, the journey. Yeah. Cause that's just like so many people have that journey in the NBA and in sports of, mm-hmm. Starting yeah. on the lower level, then one day you you're, you've made it. Um, I just love mm-hmm. that that they're shining a light on front office people that aren't the GM or mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. I don't know people in a scandal or something like that. Because there's so many mm-hmm. moving parts that make a a team win a championship, and that's a great uh, that was just a great way to end it. And um, yeah, like I said, the only only thing that would have made it better is if we knew the guy on the other end was going to be a great player. Uh, we'd all be yeah, rooting for sure. him from now on. We that'd be our guy. But uh, Wancho can be our guy. Let's Mavs. What what you doing? Yeah, it's the off season. I think there's a chance he ends up on the Mavs. Yeah, he's pros season season ends. He's, uh, he's yeah, he's a Luca buddy. He uh, yeah. I what about I, Heidi Gardner. I I, I told, hey, I love Heidi. I've been. Are you coming around yet, Kent? You were no. anti Heidi early. I mean, still out. I'm still, still out. I, I respect you digging in. Yeah, I was. It was a good moment. The twist of him being on this. I mean, the Celtic. I didn't like the Doctor Bill cameo, Brian, in the background. <laughs> um, at the yeah. Celtics game, it was a little too far. Yeah, yeah, I thought that yeah. was a little too. Yeah, Just he didn't like the Spanish piece. Recording a podcast with Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, him being on the Celtics and... hurt for a variety of reasons. Right. Oh, that they saved money on wardrobe too, because Sandler just wore his own clothes. Everything. <laughs> it was weird seeing him in a suit. I just said, out loud, up, I said walked down to the like, set. Whoa, what's happening here? It looks so odd. Do you think so a year later to... he gets his boy Stanley an assistant job on the Celtics, and then Stanley gets to lay out the cones for Jason Tatum, or how do you think that works? <laughs> how much money does Sandler have? Can he buy an NBA team? <laughs> He's got to be pretty close. He's got to have a billion dollars. He's got to be worth a billion. He flies private jets everywhere. That's what uh, Spade talking about that. (laughs) Well, why wouldn't you? That's a the internet says four hundred and twenty million dollars. He's got a lot of property too. I've always heard he's like the biggest landowner in like Bel Air or something. Smart. I would go. I would go higher than that. I I don't know. I would probably guess higher. I'd I'd up that by a hundred. That's not. That's not NBA money. But that's he could he could lead a group. You got yeah, some PE backing yeah, or something. Get a little, he could be little the Alex steak. Rodriguez in a group. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah. could be an A Rod. Yeah. 
What is he a is he a Lakers Andrew fan? Like much more. He's a oh. Knicks fan, but Knicks. he's a Knicks. Fan, but yeah. Jack got him into at least acknowledging the Lakers. I think he he likes mm-hmm. the Lakers, but uh, but that's because because Jack was a big Knicks fan. A lot of people don't know, and then became a Lakers fan because he had the <laughs> tickets. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it was good. It was a it was a good. Re- and you know, I think to what that la- the end segment there to me kind of gets at is I think this is like one of the things that that is. Mm, sort of built into almost the psychology of of a sports movie is that you, you kind of said this, Richard. Like sports is so finite, and it it's your it's such a short period of time. So there's like an inherent urgency with a sports movie because that's the same for you know a sports career or a sports season or whatever else. So I had kind of forgotten about him moving up to the bench and then getting pushed back to scouting by the time that that rolled around at the end of the movie. And mm. so it worked, it worked very well for me. I was like, all oh, right, this was a thing that, that he was, he was gunning for. So, um, there was a, it was a, I don't know, sort of the, 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 uh, the sports mortality of that was really cool. And I appreciate it. It was a good, good come around on it. So, um, that's all I got. You guys got any, any points we want to hit before we, we grade this one? I'm good. Let's nope. grade it out. Oh wait, I, I saw I saw one note I saw on the numbers.com which tra- tracks financials. Uh it this so far this has made zero dollars and zero cents. So that's huge <laughs> loss that for hurts. Netflix on this yeah, one. That hurts. Yeah, yeah. That'll that'll lead into the net worth, I would yeah. imagine. Uh it's tough. That's tough. Overall a failure. Yeah. And one note too is this is actually rated higher on uh Rotten Tomatoes, both critically and audience, than Uncut Gems. Yeah, I believe that. This is much more of a mass appeal than so Uncut more, Gems. For sure. More, I wouldn't have thought he would outdo Uncut Gems in uh, two years, three years. So yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uncut Gems was at 100% before the video of Julia Fox saying Uncut Gems started circulating. <laughs> and everybody and review bombed Everybody it. changed their review, yeah. 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 I, which I understand. I understand. I get it. I increased uh, my grade it's... after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. Okay, what's our grades for this one, Kent? I'm gonna go straight A. It's nearly an A plus. This is this is a great sports movie, and uh, uh, more movies need to have this kind of authenticity to them. More sports movies mm. instead of like the home team uh, aspect of like telling the Sean sure. Payton story via that that vehicle. Mm. You know, uh, I don't know if that was the right choice <laughs> for Happy Madison, but like this was this was so yeah. A for me. Okay. All right. How about you, Arby? Solid A for me as well. Solid nice. A for me as well. Yeah. I thought they pulled it off really well. I was, I was very pleasantly surprised, even though I, I thought it, like I said, I thought it would be, I thought the basement on it was pretty high, but I was surprised how high the ceiling was. What about you, Brian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go with straight A as well. I, you know, Way. there's a few things here and there. It's not the, the greatest script of all time. Maybe, maybe one too many montages, uh, that kind of thing. But, but, Overall, I thought it accomplished everything that it was trying to accomplish. It was appealing to, I think, at least in my experience, it was appealing to sports fans and non-sports fans. Love Sandler and thought so. Thought everybody else was was pretty good. Ben Foster was maybe the downside. Yeah, I didn't like him. It was not great. It's not great. And I love Ben Foster. I think he's very good. But that was a kind of an entourage character. Yeah, Robert Duvall was was a very strange. Yeah, I was. Yeah, for the the three minutes that. uh, that he was in there. Uh, but so, yeah, I mean, they, they were trying to do a bus 
siblings thing with with foster and and the other and and it felt like maybe that was a little bit shoehorned of a a character that uh could have been played a little different but uh, i don't think it was necessarily his fault that the character was not great but it was a strange villain especially when you have anthony edwards out there so um all right it's good just one of the iconic villains. Yeah, iconic villains of like cinema. Han and Darth Vader yeah. and yeah, Hans it's, Gruber. It's, the, it's yeah, it's Nicholson's Joker and <laughs> Anthony Edwards. <laughs> he doesn't watch Mount baseball. Rushmore right off the bat. It's good. Okay, uh, so triple A's for us. Hustle on Netflix. A lot of fun. So uh, we had a good time with it. Hope you did as well. Uh, before we get out of here, let's do a quick weekly recommends. Weekly recommends. Kinto, I'm gonna start with you. What's your uh, what's your recommend, my friend? Uh, my recommend is the rehearsal, the new Nathan <laughs> show. I've only seen an episode, but it gets the recommend. After five minutes, I was like, okay, this is exactly what I wanted it to be. I don't know That's how many nice. years I've waited for something new to come out <laughs> from him, but like you build it up in your mind, like man, if, if he did something else, here's what I would want. Within five minutes, I was like, okay, this is exactly in my mind what I was hoping the tone would be and uh yeah can't wait for the rest of the season awesome rehearsal hbo get on get very on nice. it very nice it's so get so it ridiculous weekend. and high concept it. that it's uh the whole bit is how high concept it is i think that's <laughs> yeah. the joke is how much money he's awesome. he's he's uh <laughs> he's blowing from hbo <laughs> I don't understand how they even did like agreed to do the pilot. Well, I'm going to try to check it out this week. Okay, Arby, what about you? What's your weekly recommend? No worries. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, a book here, uh, Hollywood Ending by Ken Aletta. And it's a not the best subject matter, but very interesting. It's a full biography of Harvey Weinstein. Stein. Steen, whatever. Oh. Um, so, yeah, this is a, he's the, he was, he's been the media critic. The author has been the media critic at The New Yorker forever. And, um, so very well versed in, you know, all the films and all that, but this is a full, like going back to the childhood to figure out where everything came. So super fascinating. One of the great, uh, monsters and good producers of the industry we cover on the show. So if you're kind of interested in that, um, it's definitely goes all the, you know, it's like a, uh, it's like a full, full biography, not just the, the grisly wow. stuff. It goes all the way back to the childhood and the music promotion in the sixties and seventies and starting Miramax and the crazy mother and the father that died and all that. So it's definitely, definitely a great uh, biography and an interesting psychological profile as well. So, um, yeah, Hollywood ending. Interesting. I didn't know that was out there. That's, that's, yeah. It just came out like Tuesday, I think. So. Okay. Or not. Right. Yeah. Maybe two weeks ago. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, my recommend is it has some has some Weinstein content in it as well. So Well all a, we always we should preface this. This is your first episode listening to us. All of our recommends always do. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, Easter we're actually obligated. Yeah. We signed a bad deal with Miramax years yeah. ago. <laughs> years and, uh, ago. We can't get out of it, but we're we're trying. Um, <laughs> we're trying. Uh, um mine is this is a book do- the movie Dogma, nineteen ninety seven. Kevin Smith <laughs> and we just we're not allowed to take a side at this point still but we just keep hinting like we will we, we're we'll be happy to, to talk about everything when uh when the contract runs out uh, just, what a weird really bad 25 year contract we signed in 
It's not even bringing yeah. in much money, but we know we'll get sued if we break yeah. the contract. It's the, yeah, it's the, it's it's the how, legal fees that would take to get out of it. It's very you know? punitive. It's super punitive, so we can't. Oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Brian, called, finish, uh, finish your um, your your recommend of, um, of uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. Now I'm, I'm blanking on, on Miramax movies. Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and recommend oh, Shakespeare Love and continue. <laughs> um, the book is called Disney War. It's by James B. Stewart. It is oh, good a, one. It's very. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a thirty-five hour book on on uh, Audible. So He's it's great. a pretty extensive one. It is about the the Eisner era of of Disney. So it it picks up. It the the author Stewart was he was vaguely or nominally at least in in conversations to write a biography of eisner so he was embedded with eisner even though eisner hadn't really committed to doing this book um and so he was i mean he's in the room for a lot of conversations that he probably shouldn't have been in the room for uh but he does a really good job of of tracing back the history of disney and eisner into the the mid to early 80s early to mid 80s um and then it's just sort of a history of it it doesn't touch too much on the 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 takeover in the the, uh oh sid scheinberg's attempted takeover in the 80s but it's all about eisner rebranding restructuring rejuvenating the the disney studio and the parks and all this and then eventually like losing it all so it 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 takes it right up. I'm not sure what year this book was written, but it it takes it right up to um, Bob Iger's being named as as uh, the the new uh, president CEO in 2008, I think, something like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's like 84 to 06 mostly, and it's fascinating. It's like a great combo of biography and business book, which is what I want because I don't love biographies and I don't love business books but i really like when the two are combined i guess so um but it's it's really interesting and and not uh i don't think is like overly you have to be a big disney person to to enjoy the book or to appreciate what's going on it's 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 way more like i said biography and business side of things but uh but it's fascinating and and the the detail the level of detail that he had for the book is is pretty is pretty substantial so uh definitely i think i think both of you guys would would enjoy it if you've not read it already uh i have read it it's uh, great double recommend i've read he has a really uh den of thieves um is a great it's about uh the ivan boski um insider trading scandal i know it seems Mm, okay he he, he's a really great kind of uh corporate and business by you know historian way over my head with that but if you write about the lion king i'm in <laughs> you would enjoy, i mean he's good at doing but yeah he's got he's got a few that i've done but i have not done that one so i will um that sounds good i i find that eisner really interesting eisner wrote a book about partnerships or something years ago that was actually pretty about mm. quibby yeah pretty good <laughs> yeah r.i.p to kenya again <laughs> Whitman. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Eisner's a really interesting figure. Yeah. Uh, and w- conflicting you, legacy. Yes, absolutely. And the, the, I think the book, I think the book does a great job of, of laying that out and showing kind of 
like the kind of the full circle career that he had at Disney. It's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. Very interesting. A lot of, a lot of Jeffrey Katzenberg stuff. Um, also of Quibi fame. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. I, I, and, and I'm, I'm someone who is, when I look at audible and I see if the time is over, if it's over 15 or, or 20 hours, I'm like, oof, I don't know. When am I going to start? I've had this sitting in my, my audible for my library for like a year. Uh, and finally queued it up and it, but it went really fast. It was, it was a, a very, a very easy listen for something that is, as you know, semi dry, I guess, as, as that material mm-hmm. sound like. So, but, uh, yeah, Love definitely it. check that out. Okay, good. This has been fun boys. Uh, this was a, a, we, the review of hustle was fun too. Hope you've seen that. Hope you, uh, enjoy that. If you did reach out to us, let us know what you think about Sandler and Wancho and hustle, uh, if you want more Mad About Movies, and why wouldn't you, uh, you want to go to madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP, sign up for that VIP feed. It is five bucks a month. You get access to an extra episode every single week and a just a ridiculous back catalog of episodes as well. Uh, but every week we do a throwback or a retrospect episode. Uh, this week's we're going to be talking about the Jack Ryan series, uh, the Hunt for Red October Patriot Games. Clear and present danger, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Kent and Richard also had a fun conversation about black phone. I don't know if that's going to be VIP feed or VIP. Feed. Yep. Okay, sweet. So you get a you get a bonus episode this week if you sign up for that VIP, and uh, we'd love to have you join join us there. So uh, next week we will be talking about Jordan Peele's Nope. Very look, very much looking forward to that. Got some great reviews today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. We'll see you soon. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me high, yeah.